self-development with tactics. So, today we're gonna go through another book summary and I should read today something that I really need to do, but yeah, let's see, let's see what we can find. I think that actually um, the book that we went through, which was, wow, cool. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff by Richard Carson. I really, really, really indeed enjoyed it. And I think in the personal development section from the bestbookbits.com site, there was also another book that I was quite interested in. And because I do have unlimited possibilities, well, actually not unlimited, but quite a ton of possibilities to go through those things, I am willing to go through more of those amazing books. So there we, for example, have Never Too Late To Be Great, then uh, Not A Life Coach, Hell Yeah or No by Derek Sivers, which is something or one that I kind of know already. Then we have It Is Not How Good You Are, It Is How Good You Want To Be. Then there is Joyful, which also sounds pretty great and all looks pretty great. Make It Stick that I've already went through. Beyond Order, which is 12 more rules from uh, Jordan Peterson, which would also be quite interesting to be honest. Uh, how to fail at almost everything and still win big, for example, as well. Which I've seen quite often, as if I remember correctly. But yeah, then Kick Ass, which I do often consider being a bad book because of another book that I've seen being a badass or whatever it is called. Well, um, you know what? I am gonna go through joyful because I think having joy in life is always gonna be a good idea. It's always gonna be a great thing. And also the cover is amazing. The surprising power of ordinary things to create extraordinary happiness. Ingrid Fedel Lee, former design director of EDO New York. Actually, very well designed, I'm, I'm just, being honest. This book has the power to change everything. Susan Chain, Chan, Chain, whatever author of Quiet, which maybe I should also go through. Anyway, Joyful, The Surprising Power of Ordinary Things to Create Extraordinary Happiness by Ingrid Fatal Lee. Picture a world in which every building you see is built in the same simple shape. These buildings vary only in their shade of grey, an occasional building of significance is white. In this world, the trees are planted in ordered rows, while bushes and lawns are trimmed into conformity. Inside the building's interiors are minimalist, austere and sterile in design. There is a reason this image is so easy to envisage. Current design trends are leading us in ex what inexorably in that direction. These book summaries are an ode to a different world, one that is designed with life and joy in mind. They are a paean 
to finding joy, whatever this means, but I'm going to tell you. Moses leads the people in a great paean of triumph, song of praise, or hymn, psalm, anthem, and so on. So finding joy in the wild shapes and colors of the world. Not only will be encouraged to embrace joy in design, art, and style, but also learn how to bring it actively into your life for the benefit of you and those around you. In this summary of Joyful by Ingrid Fedeli, in this book summary, you will learn what design changes stop the Oscars from getting too boring, why flamingos are so beloved, and where you flower or where your flower beds belong. Joyful key idea one, color can make spaces more joyful if you follow some basic guidelines. This is kind of just a book for me, you know, it is about happiness, which is something that I'm struggling with at the time, and I'm a designer, so probably there's going to be some things that I could be giving a bit more uh, detail to, or explain a bit better and or more. Well, in the fall of 2000, something seemingly odd began to take place in the rundown and crime-ridden city of Tiren. Tirana, Albania. Painters began painting a nondescript building bright orange. The work was carried out at the order of the city's mayor, Edirama, and it was the first building of many to be painted in bright colors. This bold project helped encourage the city's population to take better care of their neighborhoods and also of their own lives. For this efforts, or for his efforts in helping to regenerate the city, Rama received the 2004 World Mayor Award. It just goes to show that even a little smudge of color can be a powerful thing. Specifically speaking, the power of colors comes from its ability to make spaces more joyful. Now, joy is a difficult thing to define, but we all know it and when we see it. Simply put, joy arises as a vigorous moment of positive emotion and it can be triggered by color. One couple known to the author, Ingrid Fettel-Lee, had just such a color-induced experience. They were sick of living in their monochromatic home, so they hired New York architecture firm Stamberg Etheriat and Associates to redesign their living environment. The architects fulfilled their brief by introducing elements of color into the couple's home, and it wasn't subtle. They began with a bright yellow front door. This decision altered the aesthetics of the whole space, since the yellow door also transformed the quality of light within the house itself, making the house more joyous. It is the interaction of color and light that leads to the creation of a certain atmosphere within a space. Therefore, the atmosphere in the environment can vary widely depending upon its color. Of course, I mean, if I'm having white color in my room and light comes in, guess what color is gonna be reflected? White. But what if I'm having a green one? Then my room is already going to be more green than before, just because of one wall or maybe one half of a wall, whatever it might be, just because light is reflecting things. Or light is being reflected, but at the same time, the green is reflected, you know what I mean? Look at it this way. Dark colors reflect less light and so result in darker, more somber rooms. On the other hand, brilliant light colors reflect light, affecting the quality of the light in a room and making spaces airier and more joyful. Which, by the way, is also one of the reasons why cinemas are always black. Completely black, you know, because you don't want the room to be bright, you know, you don't want to, to be distracted from the movie. Start by well, oh, sorry. And there are some simple rules you can follow to get the most joy out of color. 
Start by clearing the large surfaces such as walls and floors. These should be painted in light hues, either white or something sitting very close to it on the palette. So walls and floor. Large surfaces. What about the ceiling? You then need to introduce a few elements that bring in a burst of color. These could consist of a piece of bright colorful furniture, a few decorative objects or even a few stripes of color painted on a, on a wall. Even these simple steps will make your space much more joyful. Which by the way, um, I can tell. Um, back in the days when I had a girlfriend and she was really fond of making her room as joyful and as comfortable to live in as possible quite you know it, it, it actually was really a great room with plants and i think indeed a green wall as far as i can remember i actually don't remember that much and it's been just really 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 nice to live in and my room has always been very 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 monochromatic at this point colors that i'm seeing you know in, in terms of things that are always there i'm seeing a white bed I'm seeing white walls, I'm seeing a brown floor, I'm seeing a brown, what is it called? Fuck. Closet, a brown table, black music boxes or speakers, and that is quite it. And also my trash can, which is silver. Like, there is no singular piece of color that is always there, you know? Something that I, that I won't quite move or throw away or whatnot. Of course, I do have some uh bright orange tupperware that i'm eating out of but this is not always gonna be there you know then i'm having my shoes that are yellow and a cap that is red you know of course i could just use those things and choose those things as quote-unquote furniture and or decoration i could do that but yeah you know in terms of real furniture and or indeed furniture i do not have anything in my room that is colorful Joyful key idea too. Minimalism is rooted in a strange morality, while it is maxim maximalism that can truly evoke joy. <laughs> what the fuck did I read there? The current trend in house design is for minimalism, the belief that less is more. If you have no doubt seen those empty or ordinary spaces whose only features are simple monochromatic shapes. Unfortunately, minimalism can be a bit repressive. It can hardly be called a conduit for joy. Follow minimalism to its obvious conclusion and you'll find yourself living in an empty granite cube, say for a bare light bulb and a sleeping bag. When you think about it, minimalism lacks of joyfulness is grounded in its strange moral associations. Minimalism represents its lack of ornamentation as a form of spirituality. This quote unquote purity is an attempt to create a visual manifestation of morality. However, if you trace the history of the aesthetics of purity, you'll see that an ugly racial tendency underlies it. Minimalism emerged at the start of the 20th century with theorists such as the Austrian architect Adolf Loos. I don't know him, but you know what? I'm actually going to look at look him up then. They looked at ornamentation and cluttered spaces with content since they were so widespread in what was the Persia and Eastern European countries. By contrast, they declared that minimalism offered purity and simplicity of shape and color, both in art and in design. I like minimalism in design. I think it has a place on this earth and 
well, it is also very important and useful when it comes to um, wayfinders, for example. You know, when you're in a public space and you need to, to go to a certain room, it shouldn't be ornamented like shit. This, this sign that is leading you there or these points that are leading you there. Of course, there can be a bit of depth and a bit of joyfulness in the design of it, but it should be distinct and it should be leading you the way. You know, it, it shouldn't be or one shouldn't be able to misread it and so on and so forth. So it really does make sense to keep it as simple as possible while and this is, I think, the task of the designer and or the, um, the, the hard work there to, to still make something that is simple yet pleasing to the eye, you know? And also kind of joyful enough and, and great enough and, and exciting enough so that it is just not plain and boring. Of course, I could have signs with just Helvetica on it saying, okay, go this way. But yeah, you know, it's it's not the best thing. It's not the most interesting thing. And it obviously also has to be part of the whole building. And um, I don't know if this is gonna work for every building. For some it might. For some it just definitely might not. Anyway, uh, Dorothy Drapper, the famous American interior decorator was proof of this principle. She redesigned the decor of the green Briar Resort in West Virginia. She had the lobby painted with broad green and aqua stripes, which made a feature of the already huge arcs. A giant ch chandelier, I think, hung from above, while off to the side, pink walls framed round windows. To put it mildly, when Lee walked through this lobby, its over-the-top abundance filled her with pure delight. It was just so much more fun than traipsing through some ugly gray cement block of a hotel. Yeah, I would say it as well. And and I don't know, like, as I'm thinking about it or as I'm reading it, I I had to think about the hotels and all the, the public spaces that I've been to or at. And I was just trying to remember those things or see what I can remember. You know, let's put it like that. And I definitely remember one church or actually a couple of buildings in um florence but one particular one that is just black and white striped completely it might also be um white and blue i'm not quite sure but i remember that one and uh, what is there as well well my memory is also not that great to be honest um but i do want to look up this architect adolf Loos. Let's see what he did. Adolf Franz Karl Victor Maria Loos. Well, that's that's a name. German pronunciation. Adolf Loos. Or Loss, actually. No, it's, it's Loos. Loos. Uh, was an Austrian architect and influential European theorist of modern architecture. His essay, Ornament and Crime, advocated smooth and clear surfaces in contrast to the lavish decorations of the uh, Findesiels as well as the more and more aesthetic principles of the Vienna secessions or secession. Exemplified in his design of Loos House Vienna, Loos uh, became a pioneer of modern architecture and contributed a body of theory and criticism of modernism in architecture and design and developed it, developed, I'm sorry, the <laughs> Raumplan, 
literally a spatial plan, method of arranging interior spaces exemplified in Villa Müller in Prague. Prague. So Raumplan means spatial plan. This is something that I wanted to point out. But let me have a look. Villa Müller in Prague. Well, you know, I get the whole point around it being just very simplistic and very boring. But it, but it has something. Los House. I'd also like the Los House. You know, it, 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 it's clear. But I get it still. You know, it, it, it could have a bit more contrast in terms of color, in terms of... Um, yeah, mostly in terms of color. You know, everything is quite gray or greenish. Of course, I'm seeing flowers there, but, but it's it's nothing like, nothing too amazing, to be honest. Major works, Café Museum Vienna. Let's have a look at it. Well, I don't know, like one could say this is just typical. Yeah, well, looking back in time, I don't know the colors, unfortunately, because it's a black and white photo, but Original furnishings by Joseph or Josef Zotti. Well, it, it looks just hella boring. Like, <laughs> really. Really, really, really. What are we having there as well? Um, Sugar Mill Goldman and Salach building? What the fuck? Goldman and Sachs? Question mark? No. The Steiner House or Steiner House. I mean, this, this is some typical. Uh, minimalistic Bauhaus type of building, I would say. You know, it's, it, it's, it's interesting, like, don't get me wrong, is it the thing that I want to have? Is it the, the... Well, let's actually look up the other person. Uh, Dorothy Draper, or Draper, or whatever. Famous American interior decorator. Let's see what she says. And, what she, well, oh. Um, <laughs> that is hell of a different thing. He's actually having a web, having a website. Dorothy Drapers and Company, established nineteen twenty five. Portfolio. Residential. London Estate by Stephen on Saturday, January third. Blah 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 blah. Well, let's actually have a look at the London Estate. Cool one picture. Thank you. It's actually uh, just have a look at Google pictures. Probably the better idea. I mean, it's it's by far not modern to today's standards, but it's just very colorful. But I still don't really know if I like it. You know, when it comes to hotels and other things, and I'm also seeing some palace here, this is fine for it and, and, and great for it. And you know, some rooms probably kind of have to be like this. Or it's cool to have it, but I don't know if I want to have my, my whole house be like that and all look like that. Ah, uh, nah, not really. You know, some things are, are pretty fine, but I, I do think that both sides and or both people really went into the extreme, obviously. But I think a mixture out of both of these things might be quite great. But of course, it has to look in a certain, or it, it, it has to be able to be combined. I can't just have a very minimalistic built building and just, just well, the contrast would be quite funny, but I can't 
like put all this this patternized shit into it like the carpets with that crazy pattern like the wallpaper um of course i mean with furniture you can do quite a lot i think one should also be doing quite a lot with furniture because the great thing is if you don't want to have it anymore you could just uh paint it maybe or throw it away on the other hand of course if you just have white walls and you want to have a green one you can paint it and that's quite it but yeah i actually really am looking forward to um my house and or flat and then seeing how i'm gonna deal with that one and until then i'm gonna see you the next time so uh bleep blah bloop bye bye